we were talking a little bit about bail reform. And look, everything that we're dealing with in the city of Toronto right now is is complicated. Um, safe injection sites have to do with drug addiction. That has to do with decriminalization of drugs. That has to do with encampments. That has to do with assaults. That has to do with mental health issues. Then we've got, obviously, delinquents getting charged over and over again. It feels like with serious crimes. Like, we can't just take the 18 girls and talk about them. There was a swarming on a bus last week. Who are the suspects? 14, 15, 16. It got me thinking, but it shouldn't just be for teenagers and those that we would deem young offenders. Our justice system is really, really slow, and we need to reform bail to a great extent. We lost police officers to people out on bail that should not have been. But part of the problem is we've got people who may be innocent, may be innocent, sitting in prison also for a long, long time. I think we're going to get bail reform. It's been a long time coming. There is pressure on the federal liberal government to get it together. When when 13 premiers write a letter and they all agree on something, you tell me when that's going to happen again, because they wouldn't agree on transit and they wouldn't agree on health care and they wouldn't agree on taxes all at the same time. But they all say federal government, look at bail reform. Will faster trials and tougher bail standards make us more safe in our communities? Will faster trials and tougher bail standards make us more safe? Is this sort of the, the missing link? to fixing a lot of our problems right now. We do know this. Tougher bail and bail reform would mean there'd be more police officers that haven't been shot in the last four months. I mean, that's just the obvious statistical leap. Who was doing the killing? People that shouldn't have been on bail. People that shouldn't have been paroled early. Is fixing bail and fixing parole going to get us where we need to go? And I don't know. We were talking about it about it a couple weeks ago, the idea of, What's the whole point of, of, of a sentence? What's the point of a prison sentence? Is it to deter? Is it to rehabilitate? Or is it to punish and keep us safe in the process? I mean, those are honest questions. Those are really fair questions at a certain point in time. I think that they are. And obviously, we look and, and we say there's people that have a lot of vested interests. There's people that are going to somehow find a way to meet in the middle. And there's going to be people that are going to sort of be very much for the police getting what they want, getting the tools they need to fight crime. And there's going to be people that say, no, 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 it's too authoritarian. We don't need to give the police more powers. We need to fix the system that allows people out on bail or allows people to be paroled after they commit violent crimes. I don't think we want people who commit theft to be in jail long term. I don't think we want people who um, commit petty crimes or have, you know, driving incidents to be in jail long term, unless we're talking about a vehicular manslaughter charge. But there's clearly something in the water right now that seems to make potential criminals feel I'm not only am I going to potentially get away with it, but even if I get caught, I'll be back out again. I don't know how we could make the argument otherwise at this particular point in time. These are all big problems. I laid out in the seven o'clock hour something that just seems like an obvious talking point. How long it took to convict Paul Bernardo and many other cases are like this. I get it. A lot of attention and you're going to take your time with it. But OJ Simpson was acquitted, acquitted 14 months after he was charged. It took 31 months to convict Paul Bernardo of what he was charged with when he was arrested in February of 93. It took till the fall of 1995. Why? 
Of course, we weren't going to give him bail. Of course, he's never getting out on the street again. But think about lesser crimes like it. And we just lost a cop over Christmas in Greg Pershala, the OPP constable, allegedly murdered by Randall McKenzie, who never, ever, ever should have been on the street. Somebody made a mistake and there was a loophole. And by the way, 30-year-old Brandy Crystal Lynn Stewart Perry's charged with the same charge for the same murder along with Randall McKenzie. 416-870-6400. We can have these conversations about the TTC and street safety and what cops should do and what their role is till we're blue in the face. But I've had too many people say, if we don't fix bail and we don't fix parole, none of it matters. Mark, you're on 640 Toronto, Toronto Today. Thanks for the phone call. Mark, you go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Greg. Yeah, no, this won't do anything to increase police powers, but people will conflate the two for political wedges and for sound bites and whatnot. What, I mean, they do need better bail reform. They do need speedier trials for the innocent and for the guilty. But I think there's also tougher sentencing needs to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I think the, um, the young offender's age needs to be dropped down as well. I mean, we're seeing heinous crimes by 13, 14-year-olds. Um, you know, that, that really needs to get dropped because that's a huge um, point of frustration for everybody who has to listen to and witness you know, what's going on in our society. And if the parents aren't going to do it um, and the police can't do anything, then that law needs to be changed as well. I I don't know if you heard me mention, Mark, but I talked to somebody who I think would know, and I I don't think this person's going to be wrong by more than a month. I said, when's that trial? When's the earliest that trial could start for those 18 girls? And he just like he rolled his eyes. I was talking to him on Zoom and he said, October. Why? Why? Why can't we even get started that process for another nine months for the prosecution and the defense to put a case together? Yeah, you had a caller last week who made a perfect point, and it stuck with me since he said it. We don't have a justice system. We have a legal system. Yeah. Yeah, I see the distinction. Thanks very much for the phone call. Lots of calls on this, so I want to keep them rolling. We're asking the question, is the biggest issue we've got, does it make our community safer? If we have faster trials and tougher bail, I'm going to pl- I'm going to plead the case for the accused here as well. If you accuse me of something and I didn't do it, I want to be exonerated quickly. I want a trial quickly. I'll tell you something as well. Even if I did do it, I want to move on with my life. I want to plead guilty, get this over with, uh, do my time, do my sentence, own what I did, maybe, and and move forward. But having having suspects sit there in prison in dangerous circumstances or having them be out on the street and and also in dangerous circumstances self-fulfilled dangerous circumstances is neither is is either good no neither is good both are bad uh rob you're on 640 toronto in toronto today thanks for the phone call go right ahead what's going on bud what's happening so oh here, here's my take on this like I, I when when i was a kid we had minimum sentencing you got caught doing something you you had to serve the time so I don't understand why we went away from that period. The, the biggest issue we, you're, you're, you have in this whole conversation is liberal ideology. Liberals are far too willing to sympathize and, re, and, and, and empathize with the criminal element. Oh, he had a poor upbringing. His father wasn't around. His mother was a drug addict. To give them reasons. And when, when, you, when there's someone that's willing to sympathize with you and, in fact, enable your negative behavior... It just amplifies. So more and more people, well, why should I have any personal responsibility? I'm going to get a slap on the wrist. 
Plain and simple, it's time for that nonsense to end. It feels you like. Would... Do you feel like it's swinging around a little bit, Rob? Because we're not. You're right. I, I mentioned Paul Bernardo. Not one human being in 1993 was like, "What happened to him as a youngster? What? What? what where did he go wrong? How can we fix?" It? Nobody said. They're like, "Put him away. Don't let him see sunlight the rest of his existence." And they were right to say that. And you're right. We've got. I think we're going to swing back towards closer to that for the really serious violent crimes like murders. It needs to swing for all crime. I mean, otherwise, so rules are only rules if they're applied equally, right? So if you break the law, you should face a penalty for it. You can't have it on a sliding scale. Yes, I understand mm. murder is significantly a worse crime than stealing a candy bar. But we live in a society now where if you get caught stealing a candy bar, you will face penalties. But our political elites can do whatever they want and get away with it. So, I mean, the rules aren't currently applied equally. So perhaps if we get back to a more centered reality of yeah. crime and punishment, then, then, you know, we have to lead by example, right? So if, if, if you, you have children and you're a bad example, you're going to have bad <laughs> children. If the people leading your country set a bad example, you're going to have a bad population. It's, 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 it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, man. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I hear that. I want to take a couple more calls on this. George writes something that I agree with um, on text 4 and 6870 Violent crime should be expedited. Just like today's emergency room, you triage. And criminal prosecution should be triaged. Violent crimes go to the front of the line. It's hard to argue. Why are we taking tax evasion hearings? Why would we take shoplifting? Why would we be taking um, somebody that's, uh, um, I'm even going to say it, a DUI? What are we talking, with no circumstance, with nobody injured, nobody killed? Why would we be having those before we put a violent offender away and make sure that he or she is? Troy, you're on 640 Toronto. Hi, Troy. Yeah, well, some cases you can do them speedily because you have something called evidence. The evidence is clear. When the evidence is not clear, you must be careful that you don't convict the wrong person. And because you have a number of persons in a group and it's alleged that they commit a crime, it doesn't mean everyone committed that crime. So we've got to be careful we don't convict innocent people. And there are a lot of innocent people convicted out there because the public wants a speedy trial. I don't know if there are a lot, but we don't get speedy trials. So the public isn't getting what they I agree with you about collecting evidence. We don't get speedy trials. Give me an example of an infamous speedy trial in Canada. We're like, wow, that wrapped up fast. It's always the opposite. Why we don't get speedy trials is because the cops are too quick to charge and they don't investigate cases properly. So by the time it gets to the prosecutor, they're like, I can't bring this before the judge. We are not going to win this. Go back and bring me more evidence. That is the problem with your judicial system. And then you get before the the judges and they're like putting it aside. You, you guys, this, you need reform. Your whole judicial system needs reform. Until you do that, you cannot get what you're asking for. Could I give okay. an example of the 18 girls, Troy, and say, um, and I don't know how that's going to go. I'm not, here's, here's what I'd say to you since we're talking. I don't think all eight are going to be convicted of second degree murder here. And I don't know anything on the inside, but but they moved quickly on that because they had video. I think we're also seeing video and people posting things on social media and other people whipping out their phones. And we've just got blatant evidence of of who they think committed crimes. Every violent crime, it felt like on the TTC or the murder of the old woman who was shoved. We're getting arrests within 36 hours. And I'll buy your point that maybe some of these, the the cops are wondering and weighing that line going, did we move too fast? But I think video plays a big, big role in why we're moving. um, We're expediting these things. 
I'll tell you something about video evidence. A lot of video evidence is kicked out of court because of how it was recorded. Mm. A lot of video evidence, because it's recorded by you, doesn't mean it's going to be admissible in court. Okay? So, there's a lot of stages to it. There's a lot that goes into to cases to win them. And it's all about what you can prove and not what you think you know. It all boils down to what you can prove is the evidence. Oh, I think right? I think you're quoting Denzel from Training Day. Did I just notice that? <laughs> I don't <even> like Denzel. <laughs> I, wa- I watch that movie 15 times a year. King Kong's got nothing on us, Troy. I didn't watch that. I don't like Denzel movies. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, man. I appreciate it. 